Welcome, 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 welcome to Rad Talk, where sports and medicine collide. I'm Dennis. And I'm Gage. And Gage's going to be kicking us off here this time. He's going to give us some information moving forward and see where we're going to go. Go ahead, Gage. Let's uh, first tell people that this is our uh, 10th episode, our first milestone here. We uh, didn't seem like a lot, but 10 is a decent number. I mean, we're um, a double but Yeah. So what we're going to start with today is in honor of my, uh, for people that don't know, I'm a radiologist and I just graduated. I just finished fellowship, which is the final milestone before you, you know, you're on your own. Uh, so I've been practicing on my own for a couple of weeks and uh, I kind of, I don't know, stopped to smell the roses, I guess. So you kind of think about where you've been, you know, why you did what you did and all that kind of stuff. So the first thing we're going to talk about is I'll explain why I chose medicine and then ultimately why I chose radiology. And then we'll let you discuss why you chose what you chose. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can start with medicine. The unfortunate thing about medicine is that you kind of have to start early. So I was in high school. I got decent enough grades. I wasn't like a 4.0. I was close, but I wasn't there. Um, And I was like, man, I don't, I don't really know what I want to do. Um, So you have all these options. People tell you what you can do, what you can't do, yada, yada, yada. But uh, I grew up in a situation where it was, I guess, I don't know, with less than privileged, I guess. We had what we needed, but that was probably about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I took my environmental factors of how I grew up, and I looked at my options. I was like, oh, I get good grades. You know, here's what I want to do with my life, yada, yada, yada. So you look at the big jobs. You look at physician. You look at lawyer engineer all that kind of stuff i wasn't um mathematically inclined enough i guess to be an engineer so i was like i'm not that's out of the question immediately i had at least one for i remember one friend who became an engineer i was like this this shit just isn't for me i can't do the x plus y equals z just i can't do it so um and lawyer i was like i'm not i don't like to argue and you get put in moral situations where you're like I have to defend somebody that I know is guilty, but I still have to do it. So I was like, meh. So then ultimately I settled on medicine. Um, I don't have like a, an, uh, an inspiring story. You know, a lot of people have like, Oh, my grandpa had cancer. And yeah. So like, that's why I wanted, I don't have that kind of story. Right. Um, my parents barely graduated high school. So once I graduated high school, I was kind of on my own to figure out where the hell I'm supposed to go in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the long story short as to why I chose medicine to begin with. And then you get to medicine, you get to the first, you know, you go through undergrad, that's, you don't really do anything medicine related, unless you want a shadow or something, but then you get to medical school, right. and your first two years are in the classroom, mm-hmm. so you don't really get to pick, you don't really learn anything about surgery or OB or PEDS or anything, it's all basic, uh, like cellular stuff and anatomy and all that kind of stuff, so even then you're like, eh, I don't know what I want to do, some people, by the time you get to med school, some people had like, orthopedic parents or peds parents so they knew like oh that's probably where i'm going to end up because that's what i'm comfortable with and i like it and so on and so forth right so then i do my first two two first two years in the classroom i fucking hated every minute of it i'll be honest with you uh i remember (laughs) i was like i was like six weeks in and i studied like three hours for like a six point quiz and i was like i fucking hate this this is stupid (laughs) i've never studied for something so hard in my life that's worth so little um, but then you get to the second two years, which is where you're in the hospital doing the actual rotations. And I specifically remember I was in my, uh, I think I did inter- 
outpatient internal medicine first, fresh M3. Mm-hmm. I go in to do something, an inter- or a physical exam, you know, like a, a encounter. I forget what the patient was there for, but I, it took me five minutes to realize, like, I, I cannot stand patient interaction. I can't do it. They start talking about stuff that's not, I'm like, you're here for, you know, abdominal pain. I don't want to hear about your cows. I don't want to hear about your family. None of that shit. Yeah. Because it's not like, sometimes it's fun to hear about it, but it puts you so far behind immediately. First patient of the day runs over. Now you're behind for everybody else. You don't get to go home on time. Mm -hmm. So you're, maybe you don't get to do your paperwork. You don't get to eat lunch yet. I was like, I cannot do this shit. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I immediately ruled out every subspecialty that required you to see patients, which is a lot. <laughs> vast majority. <of> them. <laughs> Most, yeah. Uh, so, and I not only seeing patients wasn't the issue. Seeing patients in that setting was the issue. So I ruled out anything outpatient. So peds, uh, OB was out. Peds and OB. I don't like kids, so those were out immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, family medicine was out. Internal outpatient internal medicine gone psych gone all those you know patient dominated um so that leaves the surgical subspecialties which we'll get into in a minute which Mm -hmm. is like ortho plastic uh general surgery then that leaves pathology which most people probably don't even know is a thing and then that leaves radiology which is obviously what i chose Mm -hmm. but so i didn't choose the surgical subspecialties because i was like i enjoy sleeping too much like i don't want to be woken up at 3 a.m for a GI bleed or for a fracture, whatever. Yeah, because I originally thought I wanted to do ortho. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. for because grandma broke her hip. Like, I'm just not doing it. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I ruled out the surgical subspecialties next. Mm -hmm. So that left two subspecialties, two specialties, radiology and pathology. We both did the same thing, just in different ways. and then there were some other factors. So the patient interaction is minimal in both. I probably see more patients in radiology than they do in pathology. They don't see any patients. Right. The second one was my favorite class in med school was anatomy. And that's all, either one of them. I mean, pathology is more like cell stuff, which I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But radiology is almost purely anatomy. Like if you know the anatomy, you know what's going on with mm-hmm. the findings. Mm-hmm. So, and then selfishly the last one is lifestyle <clears throat> you have to pick a good you know you have to pick one i wanted one that had a good lifestyle right so radiology makes uh, they make a lot of money they have a lot of time off mm-hmm. and it's one that's usually when you leave the hospital you're done yeah. right so like a, like an ed physician their 12 hours is up they're done they don't have to worry about patients calling them at home or any of that kind of stuff um, right they don't take paperwork you know charts you don't have to do any charts at home so with radiology when I sign that last report for the day and I log out of the computer, I'm done. Like this yeah. shit doesn't follow me home. Right. <clears throat> Obviously I have to like study and keep up with current trends and all that kind of stuff, but that's better than like actually working at home. Right. Uh, so yeah, those three factors were the big reason why I chose radiology. I th- and I think one that you're probably missing out to gauge is, uh, is a radiologist. I mean, I know what's, what's getting really big is the working from home thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you being able to read from anywhere and so yeah. if you, you have in that computer so if you i know a lot of radiologists that still come in and 
and they'll work to a certain time and they'll do mm -hmm. any interventional procedures need to be done. They're there for those periods of time and they say, okay, I'm going to go home and they drive their 10 minutes home mm -hmm. and they can continue reading for the duration at their house. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's especially with virtual rad and VRAD or whatever yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, virtual, you know, remote work is huge, especially after COVID. Um, there are some downsides, obviously, to remote work, and I personally don't like reading from home because I get distracted. I have right. the TV on, and all you have all this stuff right. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice if you know you live in a state like that's cold, and you get a whole bunch of snow. It's nice to know that if there's ten feet of snow on the ground, you could just work from home. Right. Um, you don't have to like clean out your drive, or you know, shovel out your driveway and do all this and yada yada yada. So yeah, working from home is a plus. Right. Um, we're working on the road. I mean, you can you can go anywhere. I mean, you could be in yeah. So they somewhere country. So meeting, you know, they uh, you used to be able to do that. Now, if you want to read for the U.S., you have to be on U.S. soil. So you can't oh, go exactly. to a different country and gotcha. read. But yes, before that, you could you could go wherever. I had an attending in residency. I think it was uh, I want to say Switzerland. That's where they lived, but they read for us. Um, you can go to other countries and read if you work on a. A military base like a, but usually that's uh, the military has their own radiologists yeah. so but you they can go to japan and read for the military base um you could go to another country and read if they spoke english so i could go to australia or new zealand or something but i would have to recertify take their boards do all that kind of stuff um so if you think it's worth it then do it but uh yeah the remote work is nice and the radiology offers you if you like patients, most radiologists, I think, don't, but some do. Mm -hmm. um, it offers enough procedures, not just IR, interventional. Mm -hmm. They obviously are, every time, it pisses me off. Every time someone, like, consults radiology for a procedure, they think IR does it, mm -hmm. uh, which might be true in private practice. But when I was in fellowship, they always called us IR. And I'm like, we are not IR. You know, hmm. we're, we will do the procedure, but it's not IR. But the point is they have procedures which allows you to see patients and usually sometimes you have to follow them you put a chest tube in you have to follow it and then you're the one that has to pull it out but usually you do the procedure and you're done right. so you don't have to do follow-up or worry about any of that yeah. so if you like patients you get a little bit of interaction there um another thing i like about radiology pathology is even stronger in this um this area Nobody knows what they're talking about. Everybody thinks they know what they're talking about, but they don't. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever been to like what they call tumor boards, where there's everybody's there and they're showing cancer cases and oh, yada, yeah. yada, yada. But um, nobody knows what the pathologist is looking at except the pathologist. And then you come to radiology. We, some surgeons specifically, are okay at looking at their own images. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, we're the only ones that know. So it's right. nice to have a little bit of job security. For sure. Um, and then another thing we've kind of talked about before, but is what's known as like mid-level creep, right? Mm -hmm. So mid-levels are taking over medicine and they have to a certain extent in radiology, but it's usually the procedures that they handle. Um, right. That just maybe some states, they can interpret their own images. Yeah, Don't quote sure. me on that. Yeah, but for sure. the most part, they can't interpret their own images. So they still need, they'll never be able, they'll never take our jobs on that, in that regard. Um, so, you know, it has its perks, Security. but if you, you know, I sit in a dark room, if you don't know what a radiologist does, I pretty much just sit in a dark room and stare at a computer screen all day. 
Mm-hmm. So if that's not your thing, then obviously <laughs> yeah. radiology is not for you. I had right. several classmates that knew immediately. They didn't have to rotate through radiology. They knew before they started medical school that's not what they wanted to do. Right. So it takes a certain personality to do it, but for sure, it's worth it. I, and I think I think that's super important because you know you knowing knowing yourself, knowing like, hey, I don't want to sit in a dark room alone, or hey, I don't want to see patients and hear about stories and and to hold me over and yeah, you know, like if you're not, you want to be happy with a, a career that you're choosing. So as an individual, pick something that you know, you can do for a long period of time and be happy with doing that. And so I think that's really smart um, choice for you. I'm turn the light on here. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that, I think that's super important. I think touching on my, I can talk a little bit about uh, myself. I don't want to know. Yeah. So I'm interested because for people that don't know, there's multiple modalities, right? So you do ultrasound. Right. So my question is why did you not do, MRI or x-ray or CT why did you choose ultrasound out of all of them okay so <clears throat> when I when I was in college I um and I talked to a guy who kind of uh, I've, I've always I've worked for a hospital for a long time even before I well even while I was going through college I worked at a hospital um in in their dietary system and so I was you mm-hmm. know worked, I've seen patients since I was you were a dietitian or something I, I worked in dietary like I delivered oh, okay. food trays and you know <laughs> uh, close okay and, super, and I supervised the the dietary different points, yeah. Uh, and so, doing, always being in a hospital, I got really comfortable being in a hospital, and so I knew that job security would be there. And so that guy kind of opened my eyes to uh, ultrasound, and then you know opened my eyes to radiology. A friend of mine actually was going to go was going to uh, X ray, and he had talked about CT, and I was looking at that. And then I think what really pushed me to ultrasound. Um, at that point in my life, I knew that um, I would be able to, I had influence on, you know, I could say I saw something and then I had that mm-hmm. conversation and there's that back and forth. And so you have not necessarily power, but like, <laughs> um, you like, like that I, power. I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm talking about or I know what I'm yeah. seeing where I'm not just. You know, I, I'm. I don't know. If people outside of you know, Ultrasound might just think you're just a button pusher or whatever. Um, but I'm. I'm taking specific pictures that I choose to take. Um, if, and so, and then I'm sending you pictures. You're putting my ass on the line for it. Yeah, yeah. sending you on yeah. the, based on pictures or images that I'm based on my experience that I'm choosing to take. And yeah. so I think being able to do that and then um, you know talk to talk to the radiologist and feel like not, not an equal. I mean, I don't know, equal as a person, but like, feel like we're on a, mm-hmm. a level playing field. Like we're having conversations. We both understand what we're trying to say. Um, and so you feel like a, a more of a, va- I felt valuable. Yeah. Um, and so I think that really intrigued me knowing that I'm going into something that, uh, and, I, and I actually just had a conversation with some of the other radiology folks Um and they were telling me, they were like, you know, ultrasound is different compared to us. And they were in um, x-ray and CT and they were like, yeah. you, know, you guys have a closer relationship. You know, you talk to like, they're like, you know, you go, they wanted me to go ask the radiologist something. I was like, yeah, sure. Like I talked to him all the time. Um, and they're like, well, yeah, like you're used to seeing them around. And I know, and I know they see them around for different procedures and things like that. But I mean, we are, we are constantly phone calls back and forth. They're, 
you know, text messaging on our internal hospital. It's annoying as shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy and annoying uh, how much we have to communicate sometimes. Um, but I think that intrigued me, uh, being young and being like, okay, I want to do something that I feel valuable, that I know that I'm going to have, I can make a good living. Um, because I kind of grew up, I don't know, maybe not similar to you, my, you know, my mom, um, my parents, one of my parents uh, dropped out of, uh, of high school and then mm-hmm. went, on get, went on to get a GED. Um, and then my, uh, one of my other parents went to college later um, for mm-hmm. something else, worked and they worked in a lot of factories. Um, and so I saw what they had, you know, being covered in black tar coming home and, yeah. and telling me, like, don't work in a factory. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, like, I know I don't want to do that. Um, and yeah. then, you know, so it like pushed me to go to school and I had, I had some really good grades in high school. I had some good grades in college. Um, nothing perfect. I wasn't, you know, a mm-hmm. genius or anything like that. I wasn't super smart or something beyond special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and so I think that's what, and then I initially went to school for a pharmacy mm-hmm. and the school I went to. Like you're going to be a pharmacist, you mean? Yeah, I was going to be a pharmacist. Yeah. And. Um, I just picked the wrong school. Um, the grades were fine. I was doing, I was going to be fine. I was, I went too far from home at, um, 18. Mm-hmm. Got a little I was, homesick. Huh? I did. I literally, I, yeah. I, I literally got homesick and I came back. Um, I also got financial sick because I was, I was spent, I knew how much money I was going to stay to be Ooh. on campus. And I was like, I have to pay this much and I have to pay all this back. And yeah, you know, my family said, you just come, you, I was able to, I was telling you I could be able to stay home, go to school and have less bills and pay, I pay for my own schooling, but you know, I wouldn't have to pay for my housing or I wouldn't have to pay for mm-hmm. some food and things like that. And so I was like, this makes more sense. Um, and so I just completely went from pharmacy and then I went back and was like, I don't know what I want to do. Talk to this guy. And he was like, look into this. And I was like, this is really cool. And I think honestly, um, the funny thing is, and I was just thinking about it, is I got an ultrasound, I think, because he was telling me about uh, the future of MSK and ultrasound. <laughs> that's, that, that's Which what, still isn't here, huh? It still is not here. Yeah, that's what yeah. intrigued me because he was like, oh, like, you know, the tendons and the, the yeah. arteries and the veins. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Veins. Like, okay. Like, yeah. You know, and. and he was so, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And especially at that time. And I think, um, you know, I'd always, you know, everybody always thinks ultrasound, just babies, you know, babies, it's all babies everywhere. But um, when he was saying like the arteries and the veins and the tendons and the, and I was just Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay. Like, and he was like, the growth of this thing is just going to be like, it's going to be nuts. And so I don't know if he was just, he just knew something, but like, I mean. Was he an orthopedic surgeon? No, no, he was just a. <laughs> yeah, no, he was just a guy. He was an older, uh, older gentleman who was also in college, later in life, and uh, yeah. he was just, just telling me about it. And I was like, yeah. And so I kind of followed his footsteps for a period of time, and you know, it separated. I took some classes with him, and then we studied together, and and um, and yeah. So that's what kind of really drove me towards medicine. Is I've always been in a hospital for a long period of time, and. Yeah. And uh, I just got comfortable. Um, and then the lifestyle that I was able to have, like yeah. you said, it's important to pick, pick a job that I can actually make yeah. 
make money and and um yeah you did the right thing yeah. i never <laughs> if i did I the never, right thing, I, I never tell well yeah i never tell people to become a doctor i actively persuade them dissuade them i like don't do it there are more, more better things i think ultrasound i think mri mm-hmm. ct x-rays a little you know but uh yeah. If you want to do MRI or ultrasound, I mean, even being like a mid-level is probably better than being a doctor. Just the way things are headed. Um, you may not make as much as me, but you didn't have to do as much as me to get here. You don't have the loans. You don't have the, the liability. All that. So right. I think your lifestyle is, yeah. is, is better in, right. the, in multi, you know, many aspects. But And I, th- I think one thing that we'll probably, maybe I just thought about this, we can talk about. Um, you know, I know you said, you know, what do we do it again or, or, or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think, I think I, I, I don't know. I made, I don't know if I really have a definitive answer because also with, with, with ultrasound comes the injuries, a lot of MSK shoulder yeah. injuries and things like that. Maybe that's something we'll get into down the road. Yeah. Um, but that's something that's always weighing on my mind as I continue to get older in this field to make sure that I don't know how my body is going to continue to be as I'm using, you know, one arm to push on people's body all the time and trying to correct my ergonomics and things. So that's something yeah. always in the back of my mind. Um, did I make the right decision? Can my body hold up? Cause I know people whose bodies who had surgery, who've broken down, who can't do as many mm-hmm. patients are working midnights because they do less patients on midnights than during the day. Yeah. And just different things like that, that you, when you're young, you don't think about, um, and so, and so, yeah, yeah. Just... I mean, yeah, radiology is not that, I mean, we sit in a chair for eight, nine hours a day. That's where ours is dangerous. It's a very sedentary lifestyle. So right. if you don't do stuff af- outside of work, right. you know, you're setting yourself up for health issues down the line, but, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah. carpal tunnel, like overuse on your wrist and stuff. That's, yeah, I guess that's a thing, but I've never had an issue with it. Um, right. But well, I mean, if you have eyesight issues that's a, eyesight's a big one because that's what we use obviously to make the right. read the images so if people can get you know staring at a screen for eight ten hours a day that can really wear down even the carpal tunnel i think with you guys i mean with the readers i mean with their yeah. dictate, your dictators you know you just yeah. dictate into the thing and you don't you're probably not typing as much i had uh i had several uh co-residents that actually they switched uh hands Right, so they would scroll with right hand one day, and they'd switch to the scrolling to the left hand. So That's you smart. didn't overwork one one hand. I didn't do that, but it seems <laughs> you know if it works for them, it works for them. I mean, but, it's, uh, it's probably a smart thing to do, honestly. So, uh, but I was going to ask if you would do it again. You already yeah. know my answer. I haven't told. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I've been pretty open about how I feel about medicine in general. Right. But the, I, I'll go first. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but there's not a chance in hell I would do this again. Not a fucking shot. Um, I mean, the positives of medicine, obviously we make a lot of money, but for those that aren't in medicine, mm-hmm. uh, doctors specifically, people think our salaries are the reason, a large portion as to why healthcare is so expensive. It's not. Yeah, um, you can sure. thank insurance for that, but um, even our uh, salary is going down because Medicare is coming for it. So they're cutting reimbursement. So they're asking us to do more work for less money. So that, that upside is going away. You get more than average vacation, right? So that still is a, is a perk, right. but you have to deal with so many, so much politics. Once you get here, you know, making other providers happy, patients happy, insurance happy, all this stuff. It's not like you just, 
show up to work, do your job, and that's it. There's so much other shit that goes into it. Right. And that is, that's not even counting the 14 years I wasted. I feel like I wasted getting here. But that's mm-hmm. way too long. So mm-hmm. much time. Mm-hmm. I was 18 when I started. I spent my whole – I didn't know anything outside of my – in my 20s, outside of medicine. Like, I, my whole 20s, that's all it was. Yeah. So – and now I'm dealing with, you know, the what's popular right now – or not popular, but a hot topic is student loans, right? So mine just kicked in – not just kicked in, but now I'm really paying them because I make enough to start putting a dent in it. Right. <clears throat> I'm, without saying how much I have to pay, I tell you it's not worth it. Uh <laughs> You know, and people, people don't feel, they're not going to feel sorry for me because of how much I make. Right. Uh, so, and they're going to expect me to pay those loans back. For sure. So to me, there, there's just no, Yeah. Um, I can get very dark with my thoughts on medicine, but to me, there's just no, there was no positive. Right. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because you, you put in, I mean, 14 years. Mm-hmm. People. And you keep telling yourself it'll get better. I'm like, I, I enjoyed college mainly because I, you, know, you get to hang out with your friends and you dick around and play video games and then you happen to go to class. But when you get to medical school, I remember six months in, I remember I wanted to quit. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't because of external, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I knew I had to make my life better. Other, so there's reasons I didn't quit. Right. But I hated it. The first two years, I was like, okay, maybe it's just the first two years that I won't like classroom shit. I won't like. Yeah. I'm like, okay, second two years, you get to the hospital. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be better. Hated it. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get to radiology, and that's all I'm going to do all day, every day. Nope, hated it. I'm like, oh, maybe fellowship. You know, I get to pick what I want to do inside of radiology. Mm-hmm. Fellowship was probably the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then you get to be an attending, and you're like, well, man, you know, when I, when I first paycheck hits and I see those numbers in there, I'm like, yeah, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does, but then the money's gone because you have all these loans and you have all this other stuff to pay for, and you're just like, well, yeah. it's, not, it's just... So you, you tell yourself it's going to get better each step. It doesn't get better at each step, and yeah. you get more pissed off, more depressed, more whatever. So for me, it, it's not worth it at all. Yeah. Um, so I hope no medical students or people <laughs> listen to this because yeah. I just shit on our profession for you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it goes back to the reasoning, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, I, I think everybody has their different reasons for doing things and, and mm-hmm. you did things. I did mine. Yeah, sense. I did it admittedly for the wrong reason, but, uh, I mean, you have to re- really love medicine to do medicine. And mm-hmm. I feel like even the people that get in it because they love it eventually still end up getting burnt out and they're like, Oh my God, you know, I hate this. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I, and I I think a lot of that's the politics, like you said, the politics of things. Yeah. The red tape is very hard to deal with. If you can go in there and do your job and go home and not have to deal with the politics of the hospital, Mm -hmm. this increasing and this decreasing. And they're saying, well, we want you to do more exams. We're going to pay you less for those more exams you're reading. Mm -hmm. And this, this company or this person needs to make more money over here yeah. outside the hospital and, yeah. and so yeah, the politics of everything. And then you guys have radio, I mean, groups, you guys are in private equity, yeah. private, private groups that, that, yeah. so it's, it's completely different from an, yeah. an hospital employee, like yeah. myself, you guys. Are and right. even the, I have a friend that's in a hospital employee. He's a radiologist, but he's a hospital employee. And he was telling me today actually that radiology is very profitable. You know, we make a lot of money for the hospital, just like, uh, specifically orthopedic surgery they make a ton of money for the hospital because their operations are they do a ton they get paid well 
it reimburse well. But if you're you're at risk because you make enough, but then you go to somebody like Peds who doesn't make a lot of money for the hospital, but is necessary for the hospital to function. So yeah. then you end up getting bled. Your, the money your department makes goes to other departments. Right. So the the other politics are just absolutely garbage. And there's and there is some parts, you know, some parts of the hospital that are always going to just lose money, you know, like environment, yeah. environmental services. Like, you know, you have to keep a mm-hmm. clean hospital. It's not like they're making money for the hospital, but mm-hmm. things have to be clean. So we have to what we're making money here. So we have to spend money here. You know, it's just like yeah. even the specifics of each modality, you know, your uh, each modality. I mean, radiology, like you said, in general makes money, but, you know, MRI yeah. may be a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever redheaded. You know. The redheaded stepchild would be X-ray, right? They don't make it, X-rays don't get reimbursed very well. Mm-hmm. Fluoro doesn't get reimbursed for jack shit. So their their department as a whole is way less valuable than MRI would be. The classic they make probably make the most right. because MRI gets reimbursed the most. Mm-hmm. That you know for us to read it. Right. But yeah, unfortunately, every part is necessary for the hospital. To, like you can't go to a hospital that doesn't offer X-ray. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, I mean, chest X-ray is probably the most common exam that gets ordered in the whole hospital. Right. So you have to have people yeah. to do X-ray. So. Right. And maybe, and you know, maybe they do so many in bulk. You know, if it's like mm-hmm. I've done so many in bulk, so it's worth can't contain. You have to have, like you said, you have to have it. But maybe they make enough doing it bulk-wise because everybody needs. So many people need chest X-rays. You need that baseline chest yeah. X-ray. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're welcome that's positive spin on yeah, yeah it is, it is. i got we got i got so much more where that comes from so if anyone <laughs> if anyone listening hates medicine go ahead and hit me up and we can <laughs> we can we talk, can talk about, about it for a while yeah if they uh, need if you need tips or something or what you know we've got he's got a plethora of information or i've got information on things or like you know you want opinions on things like we're just yeah real people so um and so yeah did you want me what do you think? Do you want to go to the state of like healthcare traveling? Go for it. Yeah. So we've okay. seen, I've seen enough or plenty of posts about, you know, the state of traveling. We can use ultrasound specifically, but I'm sure it's all of traveling healthcare. It's probably not uh, doing as well, you know, as it was during its, you know, either COVID or post COVID boom. So right. yeah. I'm interested to hear because you are still traveling. So I'm interested to hear how you think it's going. So I think, you know, when COVID, when COVID hit, obviously, you know, if you don't, if you weren't in healthcare, you just don't know, um, a lot of workers got laid off nurses, you know, when nurses are getting laid off, like there's a real problem, uh, or getting let go. And so a lot of those folks that just like every other job, I think that got let go or, or other people, they either left the field or they went and did other things or whatever. And so then there was this huge boom, um, in that, you know, what you maybe, 2022 maybe this past year or so into or year before it's into this year there's been a huge boom especially in the traveling world of people leaving their full-time jobs because traveling has been so lucrative um you know you're making two three times normally what you can uh pull in so that's that's you know that's a big deal when you can work six months and take six months off and you'd be making the same amount of money or whatever you know whatever your situation is and so um, but the market, as it always does and always will, it, it's starting to correct itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as, as we're graduating more students, um, as whatever, you know, as 
hospitals are also starting to realize that like, Hey, maybe we're not paying people appropriately for areas. And so they can go, I can go work here as a traveler and make two or three times. I can go work here and make a little bit more than I was making here. I can go work here. And so you're having hospitals in similar areas that the pay differential is so great that one hospital can't compete with the other one. And so now hospitals are also starting to bump pays up to be more competitive so which is driving the the markets down and all those people who made the jump into the traveling world some of them are finding their full-time jobs that they want to call home um and so there's a lot of so it's it's correcting itself i think um and so i've i've talked to people and their pay has been they've been traveling and they're going to extend but they're going to be asked they're asking being asked to take a reduction in pay which is is extremely difficult if I tell you, okay, you're going to do this job. I'm going to pay you $10. And now, okay, I want you to continue to do this job, but you're going to do it for five now. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I didn't lose my value. Like, why am I losing the money? Yeah. And, maybe, and, and, and so that's going I mean, to, yeah, we talked earlier that we're being asked to do more for less. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't, that's not unique to us. Everybody's right. being asked to do more for less. So it's the same thing. And so now you're, the pay's reducing. And so then people are like, okay, well, I'm leaving. So, so they'll leave that job and maybe somebody else will come and fill that um, for that price. And so then that's continued to just, the market is continuing to correct itself. And so there's still those outliers. And, and I say, um, there's still those outliers that those high rates, higher rates are out there. Um, and then, you know, even in the, the higher priced areas out in, you know, California mm-hmm. that they're paying really well, but man, that's a really high standard of living over there too, or, or over in uh, new England or, or you know, wherever, where there's these big cities yeah. uh, that they're, that the higher standard of living is, is they're paying you more. Um, but it's just where you live, like everything yeah. is where you live. Um, and so I think that's been changing. And I think also we're starting, I'm starting to see a, uh, a need of, new companies that are coming out that are filling short-term like day like shifts um they know okay i need 10 shifts filled within the next x amount of weeks and so they're finding people who are maybe full-time have benefits they can come instead of working a prn job at another hospital they're saying okay well if you fill these 10 shifts at this hospital then we're going to pay you exponentially more than you would have been getting paid if you worked a PRN. And so these companies are popping up to fill these needs. And so I think that's causing another correction in the market. That So those they, maybe that company would have been, or that hospital would have been forced to say, okay, we need a traveler for 13 weeks. But no, we don't need a traveler for 13 weeks. We found somebody here who mm-hmm. can fill these 13 days. Yeah, 13 days that we really needed or 15, 20 days, whatever, whatever that is, whatever yeah. that looks like. And so, the, okay, we can, it hurts us here, but it doesn't hurt us for 13 weeks. Um, and so, and so there's those things that are being filled too. So I think we're going to slowly see, I, I don't know how low the correction is going to go, um, but I think it's going to, it's going to level itself out like yeah. everything is going to be leveling out and then we're going to hit that equilibrium and then you know who knows what's going to happen with the market it's going to shift it everything always changes um i think this thing's the same as everything changes but uh but i think that's what we're seeing right now and i think it's it's scaring a lot of folks um mm-hmm. that and it, maybe and maybe it should some people who are only want to work in a certain area might not have that option now and so maybe if that's something that you're scared of 
I would say start maybe paying attention to where you want to be and, and stay there. Um, but if you don't have a certain area and you still have that freedom to go to a broader, broader places, you know, whatever, yeah. States, whatever it is, I don't, I don't, then you don't have to worry about that. Um, but also with, with housing, you know, the housing markets that you have to pay a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount for. So there's, there's those things too. You're making, maybe you're making more money, but you're paying a lot more for housing things we've talked about in the past, but um, just wanted to, to kind of give my opinion and my two cents of what we're seeing in the market and the economy. And that this is also, if you are working a full-time job, you can have these other ways of filling as a filling needs, as opposed to just signing up for a PRN. So pay attention in your areas for other little companies. If you want to do something on the side, yeah. are there like websites and shit for that or, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I, you just want to look up in, in, um, you know, I know there's an EM staffing, um, that does, that works in the new England areas that staffs for that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm sure there's other staffing in other areas. You just kind of want to Google, um, mm-hmm. short-term staffing needs, travel staffing needs, yeah. and just see if, cause it's not, a, it's, but it's not a traveling, it's just, you know, a short term. And, uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of those pop up. That, that's the first one that comes to my head. But, um, but yeah. Okay. So, I mean, with the, yeah. with the day, the days, like if you're just feeling certain days, mm-hmm. you lose, you guys are losing money. You're right. Cause your, your salary might be, or your, whatever, your salary might be higher mm-hmm. for the day, right. but then you're not going to get that housing stipend. I assume if no. you're only there for. Right. And so, yeah. And, that, and that's a great question. And so, you're not getting any with these type of jobs. You're not getting that traveling pay. You're not getting that per diem pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting if you so say you work, you know, four days in a row. So if you have back to back or two days in a row. So if you have back to back days, the these companies are asking the hospitals to cover your housing. So for wherever you're coming. So they're going to put you in a hotel for two days while you're working those two shifts or whatever. Um but no, it's not a per diem. It's not a mm. traveling job. That's, you know, not non-taxable. It's all getting taxed. You, um, yeah. Whether you're living further away or you're not, these are usually folks that are living in the area um, that are close enough to where they can get to these hospitals and help out for various shifts here and there. These are even some people that, you know, maybe they don't have a full-time job, but they just want to pick up. I just want to work here and there and I don't want to be told when I can work or when I have to worry about it. So I just pick up this and I'll pick up this day on Thursday next week or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool thing because it gives you some more freedom if you have the ability to have that freedom and, and and you can make more money than the the issue is the middleman makes out here, right? Because now the company doesn't pay for your, your travel stipend. They don't, they pay just pay your salary or does the hospital pay your salary? Well, they, it's always a pie. You know, you think of everything. Like yeah. A pie. So, so they, then, but the, so they just pay that. They don't have to pay for your housing or anything or any of that. So they're making out. So they like this, you know, filling in a day at a time. Very much so. And, and, those and greedy, so, it's those greedy fuckers in the middle, you know, it's always, it's always the middle folks. They are the ones who have to get paid. It's just like, you know, you buy your mattress, you buy your mattress from a mattress store so the person who makes the mattress has to, you know, pay the mattress store, and then has to pay the, mm-hmm. for the upsell for the retail. And so it's the same thing. And so if if hospitals were, if human resources were just better at this stuff, man, if they were the just, hospital, I don't know why the hospital can't just. It's it's almost like a. 
like an Amazon or something. The re- the manufacturer should just put it straight on the website. Be like, here's what we have. The mm-hmm. hospital should just do the same fucking thing. They're put just, it on the website. They're just so bad. I've seen so many places that are just, and, and I can speak firsthand because I've talked to managers who are, are like, well, we're going to post this job on, what do you think about posting this job on this particular um, place? And you're just like, yeah. Nobody looks there. Like we're gonna yeah. why why are you why are you not like putting it on Indeed, or why are you not putting it on something else? You know something else that's yeah. bigger. Like why are you wasting one penny? Why are you not putting? Why are you not advertising on Facebook or like you know what whatever it is? Like because you can be so specific with your advertisements, um, uh, uh, different social medias or, or whatever it is. Like they're just as behind with they're trying to get employees and if you're behind you're way behind and um and so these other recruiting companies have you know they're texting with people they're obviously emailing with like there's phone call there's a lot going on that hrs just they don't do yeah. so either you make it for people to possibly and and i'm gonna pay you more so I'm going to pay you more. I'm going to, you know, the piece of the pie says I get a hundred dollars and I'll give you 50 or I'll give you 50 of it. And I get 50 or what, you know, being the middleman. Yeah. And so yeah. versus you, it would be great. And I was just having a conversation. If you could just go to the hospital and be like, Hey, like, just give me this and we'll save that middle person. But yeah. they don't, they don't. Maybe so, one day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe one day they'll, they'll figure that out when they spend a lot of money. Um, so there's a there's, there's yeah. Dennis's depressing update on travel. <laughs> depressing travel update. We've had a couple of depressing topics back to back. You're welcome. But uh, okay, we had one more segment planned, but I see the time. Let's yeah. just do the question. Okay. Um. So I was thinking, I bought. I, t- I was telling you off camera that I bought tickets to go see Post Malone in concert. Yeah. So and that got me thinking about and then i spent a lot of time on tiktok more than i should but you see a whole bunch of you see a whole bunch of clips podcast clips right people interviewing doing whatever right so my question was that got me thinking like what would be the ideal scenario for our podcast like Mm -hmm. if we were going to do this Mm -hmm. and we would become big you know famous whatever yeah so that's my question i'll start but the question is what's the ideal scenario for this podcast for you so for me, I think the first thing is we'd have to be in the same spot, mm-hmm. like be able to be face-to-face, person-to-person. Right. Doing it over uh, Zoom or the internet is, isn't, it's good for now. But if like you really want to go where you want to go, being in person is so much easier. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to be in person and you're going to do what you want to do, you have to pick a good spot. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to you know Duluth Minnesota like you can't just go to some random spot and be like hey we've talked before like where the ideal where would you want to be if you were physically I think uh, mine would be like Phoenix or Dallas I think I said so you pick one of those more of like a destination spot and I Mm -hmm. want something warmer so I would pick one of those two so we would have a spot in one of those two cities that we could you know we'd have our uh, microphones our whole setup where we could do this and then we could do just us if we wanted to, like we do now, you know, right. talk about whatever. Yep. I think the first thing ideally would be that I, from the beginning, have wanted to be a little bit more 
open like uh, about our topics yeah um i think we just talked about how much i hate my job so it's ironic that we come on here and like this is we talk about our jobs mm-hmm. um yeah but uh everybody starts somewhere so that's besides the point so right. ideally i would want to talk about everyday topics you know we talked about off camera the um what's his name jason aldean song is blowing up right now so that would be something i don't even like country music but that would be something we could talk about just, you know, everyday life things. Um, right. So that would be the first thing. I think it would be our job. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to deal with working 50 hours doing radiology on top of dealing with this. Right. Uh, so then we would do it more often. We were pretty good, you know, towards the end of my fellowship because I had a little bit more time. But now that I've started working as an attending, our schedule's gotten a little more sporadic. Right. So we would do it more often. Yeah. We would talk about just everyday life things that we wanted to talk about. If medicine was one of them, then so be it. Right. But I think the the part that I would be most interested in is we would interview people. Yeah. They don't even have to be like super famous people. They would be famous people, but <laughs> it would, we talked, I think it was our second episode that we talked about who we'd want, like our first guests. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Sure. So for me, it would be like a, if anyone listens to, I forget what the name is. It Club Shay Shay? Is that Shannon Sharps? Oh, Whatever yeah. the name of it. Yep, he okay. has the ideal setup, right? It's him. He has note cards that he can look at and be like, hey, this is what I wanted to talk about. But he yep. has famous people on, and they just talk about random shit. Mm-hmm. Him and I remember him and Chad Johnson were talking about eating McDonald's and just like just random stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool to have, and that's where Post Malone got me thinking because he was one of the people I said I would want on as one of our very first guests. But I think it would just be cool to sit down and talk to him for like an hour, two hours, essentially be an interview, but it would be more informal. You know, or we could have, I said Blink-182, I think that was Stone Cold, anyone, any of these people that I said would be fun yeah. if we could just dick around and talk for a couple hours. Right. So right. I think that would be the ideal scenario for me. Yeah. But then again, anything that gets me out of medicine probably is. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to make... I'm willing to take a pay cut, but yeah, <laughs> you know, we'd, have to make, we'd have to take some money. Yeah, for sure. This. For sure. And then obviously if we had a successful podcast that could lead to other things. I mean, the people on video can see the um, mouse pad behind you. So you have some apparel, right? If, and then if you want to start a business or you want to do whatever, mm-hmm. um, that would kind of be the ideal yeah. situation. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think, you know, I would, my ideal podcast area, you know, we've talked about the area. I think I would, um, we'd obviously have to be faced, you know, with each other. I think it'd be great if we, you know, me and you could interview various people. I think it'd be really cool to interview people. Um, I think the unique thing about us is being a part of medicine. And so we could talk to more medical folks, Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who are in medicine and kind of get their opinions on various things and be more informative to whomever um, wants to hear about that. But then on the, we could also pick people's brains about various other jobs. You know, they were in mm-hmm. oh, Stone Cold. He's a wrestler, you know, so how was that wrestling business and, and that kind of thing, like Club Shay Shay, like you said, um, or just sit down and just talk to these really artistic people like Post Malone who are just making mm-hmm. – this great music or Taylor Swift, you know, like yeah. who, whoever, whoever it is. Um, you know, I saw on the other line, on, on read an article the other day that Taylor Swift alone is boosting the economy with her, yeah. with her concerts. 
And so it's like, that's, that's, a, that's crazy. The amount of money and things that she's bringing in. And so I think it'd be really cool to just bring people on, talk about their stories, talk about their lives and, and just learn more about them, how, what makes them tick. Um, and there's a lot of other, you know, podcasts like that out there with different folks. But I think what mm-hmm. would make us really cool is that we could also talk to some medical people and especially radiology wise, we could talk to some mm-hmm. radiology folks and give people more information about what our current day jobs are um, and and um, yeah. and the excruciating pain that you had to go through to get to where you are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, and so I, I think, think, yeah, the ideal situation, if I had to pick, it would be like we'd be like a less controversial Joe Rogan. Yeah, right? he brings people on. He talks about whatever he wants to talk about. He's but he's been in some hot water. I've said multiple times that I don't want to be controversial just for the sake of being controversial, right. you know? So yeah. I think we would just be a little less milder yeah. version of what he, yeah. but cause he, he has so many, he has people, he had the undertaker on, right? Mm-hmm. I think you said post Malone on, he has people from like all these different aspects yeah. of life right. that is, makes us to me, makes the show really entertaining. Um, even if you don't agree with everything that everybody says, you still get some really interesting guests. Right. And if he happens to bring one on, the, I think the more general you are, the more you're going to bring in, right? Because you're going to have people that are a fan of The Undertaker that watch one episode and then people that are a fan of Post Malone the next episode. And then maybe you bring on some NASA scientist or something. He brings on, uh, what's his name? Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So he just covers all these different areas. And, you know, most people are going to be a fan of Post Malone and they're going to be a fan of these other people. So you're going to have a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. But he brings in a lot of different viewpoints. And But I think his his setup for me would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. He could do that for a living. Uh, he does uh, he does the UFC and all the other stuff, but he doesn't need to. No. And, it, and it's it's enjoyable. It's fun, I'm sure, to, to learn. And and I think he's in Texas. So he, I think he's in Texas. I think he's in Texas. So yeah. he's, he lives in a good state or, you know, he thinks it's a good state. He's happy where he's at, whatever. So yeah. that would be the ideal. Okay. For sure. Sell merch, you know, yeah. make appearances, have sponsors. Yeah. Oh, the sponsors. Yeah. Sounds like a, yeah, sounds like a fun thing. Maybe that's, that's where we're going guys. So just come along with us. Yeah. We're on episode 10. I don't know how long it took Joe Rogan to get where he's at, but yeah. And he started years more ago. than 10 episodes. So yeah. I, I listen to but uh, make sure you guys support us so we can quit our day jobs <laughs> so we can quit our day jobs and give you guys great information yeah. about those people who are still doing the day jobs yeah <laughs> um, I don't want to do it anymore yeah I don't want to do it <laughs> do as long as we can um, so yeah let's uh, so we're on uh, rad talk um, on the podcast oh, yeah. On Spotify and Apple, just search yeah. Rad Talk. Where just hit a just hit a hundred downloads. So yeah, it's, it's interesting because I I never thought about like uh, goals. I guess is what yeah. you know. I never thought about are we going to get to fifty? Are we going to get seventy five? We're going to get to hundred, whatever. Right. But I mean, when I saw the, I forget when I looked. We were somewhere in the eighties or nineties. I was like, oh man, we're almost at a hundred. So it's <laughs> kind of a, a cool, yeah, uh, milestone because we're only on. This is episode 10. So we got to 100 views in nine episodes. So right. I don't know what's good in the podcast world. So, but yeah. I thought that was kind of cool that we're at, you know, 100 downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our social media following, we have 
what do we have 30 on tiktok we're 30 25 you know i never thought about those numbers either but yeah uh, uh, i think i think one of the coolest things about the social media stuff is i feel like we get i get we get more likes and things from people that we don't know yeah than people that we do yeah. know yeah. <laughs> so you're like yeah. i'm like okay oh, you know sometimes i'll ask gage i'll be like do you know this person who like this? And he's yeah. like, no, I don't know him. And I'm like, that's yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I try not to tell people that we do this is because I yeah. want it to be from other people mm-hmm. that we don't know. You know, your friends can support you, and right. but to me, it's better if you get people, you know, people you don't know that are listening and you know following you and liking and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. So yeah, right. but uh, yeah, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube mm-hmm. at Red under Red underscore talk underscore dg we're also on threads which i mean honestly, i have no fucking clue what threads is it's stupid it's so, so stupid it's just twitter I mean, it is for free and i didn't know you had to get people to follow you twitter they can follow you but i think you have more of a reach like people will see your tweets even if they're not following you yeah threads i have no idea how this i have no idea how it works i think it's stupid um, but you know, all the gurus will tell you, oh, Threads is the next big thing. Threads is dog shit, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm not a, you know, I'm not a social media guru. You know, people may have said about Twitter when it started too. Who knows? Yeah, but we are on Threads. Mm-hmm. And then if you search Rad Talk on Apple and Spotify and Podbean, you'll mm-hmm. find a, For a sure. just gourd, the, that picture in the background on Dennis's mousepad. That's what you'll find when it when you search it. That's what pops up. So mm-hmm. there's two handsome fellas. Go ahead and give us, you know, follow us on social media. We've been posting. I think I'm trying to branch out and post some non-medical stuff. Right. Um, but we've mainly been posting, like, medical memes. It started with, like, me just reclipping these, you know, our podcast, and mm-hmm. putting it on there in little short spurts. Mm-hmm. Then it, I don't know why I had the idea to post. I posted a Macho Man <laughs> meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that one did well. And I just kept doing it. and Right. So we're just kind of experimenting with yeah. that's the beauty of it being our page. We do where the hell we want. Mm-hmm. Um, Organic. So it's cool. Go it's, give us, you know, a follow, a like, a listen. Yeah. It's cool that, you know, and, and I think you posting the Macho Man thing was really cool because it shows people a little bit more about stuff that we like, you know, that mm-hmm. we like wrestling. We like the attitude era, the um, just different things. So, you know, yeah, I posted one today about Black Ops, right? So I, I was big into video games when I was in college, and uh, we posted. I posted one about Rick and Morty. I used to love Rick and Morty. I don't watch it anymore, but mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it, it, in my mind, yeah, it gives us a little, a little bit. It gives people a little bit more insight into who we are outside of medicine. Right, and so yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the technologists or the sonographers that are maybe listening to this, you know, radiologists are not heartless. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I think, I think, no, we're not. No, I think a lot of people think we're kind of just like nerds. Mm. You know, we just sit in a dark room. We're kind of nerdy, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of us are, but most of us are you know, just normal humans. Right. You know? we're all- normal humans for sure we're just a little more introverted i guess and we didn't want to deal with people and right so that doesn't thank, make god, us thank god for that because somebody has to do that so somebody has to do it yeah so i know ultrasound techs they want to sign their own studies but wait no. until that happens not all of us sign their own studies <laughs> anymore yeah not well, all of we us. were going to talk we were going to talk about my first week but we'll do that next time and I'll, we'll go into the 
why you don't want to sign your own studies and you know, kind, of, <laughs> kind of what it feels like to sign your own. And especially with ultrasound, when somebody else scans and I have to read it, so it's, uh, it's different. It's an aside, but yeah. Um, we got some so, good topics, good topics yeah. for next time. So on, on that note, I think we'll see you guys later. Thanks right, for see you next week. Support. Ha, 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 ha.